God knows what to do. Uh, he knows better than we know. Let us bow our heads in the Lord for Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank You for this morning. Lord, we thank You, Lord, for a city that we're bound for. We thank You for a home that we have waiting. Dear Lord, we thank You that this world is not our home, dear Lord. But I'm also thankful, Lord, that even though the time we're here, Lord, You're in charge. You're able to take care of things, Lord. And you're able to use the people like us. Lord, I pray right now You just anoint Your Word, dear Lord, anoint Your man. Lord, I pray, Lord, that You just give us what we stand in need of. Lord, I pray that You bless this church. Bless those that may be watching again, Lord, that they might receive, dear Lord, uh, what You would have them to receive, dear Lord. Help our nation during this time. Lord, we desperately need to turn to You, dear Lord, with our problems and with all our needs, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that You'd help. Lord, and I pray, Lord, revival will return one more time. Lord, to this heart, dear Lord, and to all the hearts, dear Lord, of Your people. Lord, that the world might know, dear Lord, that You live in us. Dear Lord, we love and we praise You. ask this in Your name. Amen and amen. John amen. chapter 2, uh, we see the miracles of Jesus. Uh, one, the first uh, recorded miracle is Jesus turning water into wine. It's a well-known uh, passage. The book of John also tells you if you turn, maybe it is, I believe, to the 20th chapter, I believe it's the 30th or 31st verse, that John tells you why he wrote what he wrote. He he says that Jesus did many other things. He performed many other miracles and, yeah. and things during that time. Uh, but he said that he wrote these down that you might believe. That's right. And so we're going to read today a scripture that the word is given in order that you might believe. That's what uh, the scripture is there for us to understand, that we might believe. So uh, read with us, if you would, in the first uh, verse there, chapter 2 of the book of John. We're going to read the whole story in its uh, entirety, and then we'll come back and bring out the things the Lord has shown us. Verse 1 says, And the third day there was a marriage in Canaan of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there, and both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus saith unto him, They have no wine. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. His mother saith unto the servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. And there were set there six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing two or three firkins apiece. And Jesus saith unto them, Fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he saith unto them, Draw out now, and bear unto the governor of the feast, and they bear it. When the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, and knew not whence it was, but the servants which drew the water knew, the governor of the feast called the bridegroom, and saith unto him, Every man at the beginning doth set forth good wine, and when men have well drunk, then that which is worse, but thou hast kept the good wine until now. Now you just pray a minute. The Lord, I believe, will show us some things from this Scripture. And I believe it will do you some good. I know it has me all morning long. I have just talked with the Lord and He has talked with me. And I'm thankful for that time. Uh, and I'm thankful for what I felt here this morning. I want you to see that they're called to a marriage. Now marriage is a relationship. That's what it's referring to. The Bible teaches us uh, that, that the church is the bride of uh, the bridegroom of Christ. Right. Amen. Amen. So it's talking about, listen here, when it says the wedding in this marriage, you ought to automatically think about us and Jesus. That's right. Now, there's been some good things. I, I believe Brother Levi got a hold of some of that this morning. Us Man. 
and Jesus. That's some goodness right there. Uh, the book of Matthew chapter 25 uh, tells us about a story where there's some uh, virgins that aren't all prepared for the wedding. So I want you to understand when it says marriage, it's talking about those that have come to know Jesus. It's talking about those who have made that commitment. If you read the book of Genesis chapter 2, it'll tell you that marriage is between one man and one woman. And it tells when they come together that the two have become one. They're no longer separate. It's joined together. I want you to see this picture of marriage. Ephesians 5 says that that kind of marriage is a sacrificial love. Jesus said for the husband to love the bride as he did the church that he laid down his life for. And I want you to understand when it says marriage here that it's talking about us together Amen. with the Lord. Amen. Now, right. there's been some of that going on here this morning. I don't know if you got that. Uh, in some of the songs of praise, some of you might have thought, man, they sung several songs. But I want you to know that Jesus is worthy of our praise. He's worthy of every song that we sing to. He's worthy for us to call on Him and to honor that relationship with Him. Amen. I want you to see here that there was a relationship going on in, chapter, in verse 1 of chapter 2. But then I want you to see there is a problem that occurs. Come on, man. In the marriage. Come on, man. You see, they've already joined together and already there's a problem. That's right. I want you to see, it says here uh, that you. they called uh, for wine in verse 3. And the mother of Jesus saith unto him, They have none. Mm -hmm. Now there's, there's some significance in that. I want you to know I, I looked that up. I began to read a little bit about uh, that scripture. And, and I, I went back in the scriptures where uh, Jesus said, Take uh, this cup. And I want you to drink from this cup because this cup represents my blood, which is spilt for the remission of sins. And I want you to do this in remembrance of me that you might remember the New Testament or the New Covenant or the promise that I made to you. Well, a covenant, a testament, uh-oh, that goes back to a marriage. That, that, that's a joining. That's a union. He says, I'm making this promise with you. I'm making this vow with you. And I want you to go back to it. I want you to remember it. So when I began to read the Scriptures here, and it says that they have no wine, I began to realize that something that ought to be there is missing. Right. Listen, right. It, it, here's what it represents. It says that there's some joy missing. That, that there's some harmony missing. That He says, remember that that I did for you. Remember, go back to that point and remember the work that I've already done. Right. So here you have something, a marriage, where they ought to be together and they ought to be joined together, but instead, instead they've lost something. They've right. lost some joy. They've lost some peace. They've lost some happiness. Now, I believe I said this to the men in one of the Bible studies. might have been here recently. That no marriage in this life is perfect. And that every one of them goes through struggles and trials. Every one of them. I, I don't know of any that have just been perfect peachy roses. And some of y'all have been married longer than I have. <laughs> Abby and I will celebrate our 20th wedding anniversary this year. And I know y'all all think that we just ain't never had a bad moment. <laughs> I know y'all think that nothing has ever went wrong. And that, there's been some times I wondered, where did the wine go? <laughs> she has to. Y'all understand for just a minute here. He, he's doing something. 
The, the Lord here is telling us something. There is a reason. John said, I'm writing this down that you might believe on Him. I'm giving you this word so that you might receive what He intended right. for you to receive. And so it says here in the Scripture that they were lacking in that department. That some things were missing that ought not be missing. Right. It should be great joy. But it's not great joy. I'm telling you, when, when, it, when, it, when it surfaced, when they, when they found out that there was something lacking in the service, you, some of y'all might get uncomfortable because it says the word wine. You take that word out. And just to understand that, that something that should have been there would have been would have gone wrong. Now, I, I don't know if many of y'all wedding planners, some of y'all might be, Keisha's going to be one one day or something like that. I heard one time she's going to put on weddings. Bless her heart. Because you know what that means. That means that you got to you got to keep up with it. you got to make sure everything goes just as planned. And I've never been a part of one where something didn't go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of times it was me that was going wrong. But 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 I'm just saying that, that I've never been a part of one where something just didn't go the way it was supposed to. And you know that causes people unrest and consternation. That causes yeah. people frustrations. And I want you to know that if you're walking a walk with Jesus, this marriage that you're supposed to be in, and it's supposed to feel a certain way, but all you ever feel is the missing wine. All you ever feel is the lack of joy. Something's wrong in your relationship with Christ. And I want you to know there's people that's living a Christian life like that. Where they don't have the joy. The book of Psalms 51.12, he says, Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Yeah. He, he says, I miss what I had before. Right. And I want you to know Jesus says that there is a way to have that joy again. There's a yeah. way to be restored and to feel what you ought to feel. Yeah. And so the marriage has, has gone well, but now the wine has run out. And so there's something that needs to be fixed. In reality today, can I tell you that most of the marriages that end in divorce is because they let something go that should have never went. Right. There's some joy that's missing. There's some harmony that's missing. There's some love and respect that's missing. Now we just It's a reality. Something's gone that ought to be there. And so spiritually we can recognize that the same thing is true. It's that we let some things go. We, we, we're walking through uh, life with a lackluster relationship with the Lord. We treat Him the same way. In the book of Psalms, in the 63rd chapter, it says, listen to it, it says, O God, Thou art my God. I read this, I believe, in, in, in Men's Bible, so we said, Early will I seek Thee. My soul thirsteth for Thee. He's desiring to get up in the morning yeah. and meet with Jesus. Yeah. That's right. Now, there's a, a longing in his heart. Listen yeah. to me. Listen, listen to the scripture. It says, uh, My flesh longeth for thee, like in a dry and thirsty land where there's no water. Mm -hmm. I, I'm like somebody that's just famished, mm -hmm. and my, my tongue just can't be quenched until I have more of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Listen, if you've ever uh, if you've ever been married or been in love with somebody, I don't know about you, but that's the way you ought to feel towards that person. You ought to have a desire to be with them, to spend time with them, right. to, to want to be there. I, I don't know about y'all. I spent way too many hours on the phone at night talking to a girl across town because I wanted to be where she was at. I wanted to be in her presence. Listen, the Scripture says that that's the relationship that you ought to have with that's Jesus. Exactly yeah. right. Amen. It goes on, listen, it goes on and says, uh, to see thy power and thy glory, 
so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. Because thy loving kindness is better than life, and my lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live. Praise the Lord. Yeah. I will lift up my hands in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise thee. Listen, with joyful lips. Listen, there ought to be joy in the relationship and walk with Jesus. Yeah. Amen. If you come to church and you feel like somebody drug you here, <laughs> come on now. Something's wrong. Amen. Yeah. Now, there's been times when I was younger, my parents were here, they can test to it. I probably didn't say it out loud. There's times I didn't want to be there. There's times I wanted to shut up, let's go home. There's something I want to see on TV. I'm going, Jeremy. I'll leave him alone. <laughs> I'm just saying to you, I understand. But now that I'm a little older, I have a desire. Right. I have a want. I have a thirst. I have a yearning. Yeah. I want that joy. It says, when I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches. Yeah. Because thou hast been my help. Therefore, in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. Listen, some of us are so far in our relationship with Christ and some of that joy has went away. Yeah. Amen. That we've lost some of that desire. Oh yeah. You know when somebody gets saved first saved, there's a zest, a zeal about their walk. You ever think about that going back to that zest, to that zeal, and getting what you had before? Wow. That that Brother Levi experienced just a little while ago. That's how you ought to feel. That's how you ought to get excited. You say, I'm not a shouter. Listen, let me tell you, the same Jesus that saved his soul is the same Jesus that saved your soul. Yeah. And the same deliverance yeah. that he's getting is the same deliverance that you're getting. Yeah. If something's yeah. not there, it must mean that something's missing from your walk. And there was something missing in this marriage. And Jesus gave it to us for a sign that we might understand right. we know how it ends. Yeah. Y'all know how it ends, right? They didn't yeah. have any wine at the beginning. But at the end, listen, they didn't just have wine. They had better wine than when they started. Yeah. What happened? What happened that caused them to get this better wine? So Mary, the mother of Jesus, knew where to go when you didn't have it. She knew where to go when they were in need. So she went yeah. to Jesus and she told him of the problem. And he, he kind of pushed away from her a little bit. But I want you to know he didn't turn her away. He didn't turn his back on her. Uh, he said, my time's not yet come. And then his mother says to him, uh, says to the servant, she just quits talking. She just trusts him. And some of you got to get that way where you just trust the Lord. Amen. Don't, don't worry about it. Yeah. Just trust the Lord with it. Yeah. Just let him have it. I promise you, he knows what to do with it. And so I like this in verse 5. His mother saith unto the servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, yeah, do it. Do it. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Now I want you to stay here with me just for a minute. We've got you the introduction out of the way. Y'all know where we're at. You know what we're talking about. There's some servants here. Mm -hmm. There's some servants here. And these servants have a part to play. And the Bible says to us that there were six water pots of stone after 
the manner of purifying of the Jews, containing two or three firkins apiece. These aren't just little stone jars. Uh, if you will, a firkin is about nine gallons. That's right. And these have about two or three firkins. So they have 18 to 27 gallons in one of these six pots. Are y'all with me? These are big, big pots of, of that whole water. Also, these pots, it says, that are used uh, for the purifying of the Jews. So there is some ritualistic behaviors that they use this water for. I don't believe they plunge themselves directly into the pots. I believe they use the water out of the pots, wash themselves, wash their hands, their feet, whatever it is that they did with them. But all it was was wash water. Are y'all with me? Wash water. Mm-hmm. Y'all know today we don't hardly even drink out of a tap or a hose anymore. We got a bottle at first and then they got to put a little label on it. This water was wash water. Are y'all with me? I just want you to understand what we're in. <laughs> Bless. And, and Jesus says to these servants, fill the water pots with water. Now, we don't know what the servants thought. We don't know what they said in rebuttal, if anything. All we know is, Mary said to them, whatever he says do, do it. So he says, fill them up. Now that tells us something right there. What does that tell us? It tells us that either they were empty or not completely full. Right? In other words, they've already been used for the purpose in which they, all they've been used so far for it's wash water. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. A place that you got to water out and you cleaned whatever the things were that they cleaned. So here they begin to fill these up. Well, now they didn't have a water hose to fill that up. Right. Which means they had to somehow or another get these giant stone jars either to the location to fill them or they had to go to the location where the water was at and bring it to the stone jars and fill them. Are y'all moving? Pretty easy story so far. It says they filled them up to the brim. That's pretty easy, right? We know what that means. All the way to the top. That they put all the water in them that Jesus said to put in them. Now you said, preacher, we we can read, we know this story, we understand it. Well, I want you to remember what we started with. Right. What right. we started with was a marriage that something was missing in. Yeah. And so there must be some truth into the behavior of the servants to get to the end result that it got to. Y'all stay with me. Let's go a little further. It says, And then he said unto them, verse 8, Draw out now, and bear under the governor of the feast, and they bear it. Well, that makes good sense, right? Now that they put the water in, he says, now I want you to dip out of that water and carry it to the governor of the feast. That would probably be the person who planned it or was in control or the father or the head of the house, somebody like that, a physician. And they begin to drink, and now it's wine. And there's the miracle, right? The miracle happened right, right. in the middle of all that. Y'all right. see that? That the miracle happened, the change happened right in the middle of all that stuff. It didn't say that he did any kind of hocus pocus. It didn't say he put anything into it. it. didn't say, all it says is, here's the picture, fill it up. Once it's full, dip it out. Are y'all with me? 
It says, when the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, and he knew not whence it was. He didn't know where it came from. All he knows is that they brought it to him. He's just drinking it. He didn't know that they went down and filled up the pots. He didn't know that it had been nipped out of the pots for cleaning whatever, the washed water pot. He has no idea where the water come from. All he knows is it's wine. Right. And it's good and better than it was before. That's all he knows. Can I just say to some of you real quickly right here, and maybe this is for somebody listening online at home. I don't know who this is for. But can I say to you, some of you people come to church, and we get one of these, woo, you know, beats going on, and praise, hallelujah, and glory's going on, and, 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 and Levi's shouting, and other people testify doing stuff. Listen, and we have one of those kind of services, and you sit there and think, boy, that's a good service. Man, I, that's good. I enjoyed that. That singing was good. I enjoyed that. That preaching was good. I enjoyed that. Uh, old so-and-so got excited. You'll be down at the local Jacks telling somebody, boy, we had a good service today. And you'll be just going on, and you'll think, boy, that was really good. And you'll have no idea where it come from. Amen. Amen. <laughs> hey, listen man. to me. Listen to me. You think it lasted a long time for that person? No, it was just a memory to them. Come on, that, Listen, that, that joy and excitement that that master got from it probably just lasted through the night. In the morning, he probably woke up with a headache and then couldn't remember what happened about it anyway. And he didn't care much about it after that. It was over with. He'd done his thing. I want you to know, some of us come to church and we treat God like that. We'll say, oh, fill us up. Let us feel good. Amen. And get all excited. And we go home and we feel as sorry as we did before. We live as sorry as we did before. Come on, and we stay the same way and nothing changes. You know why? Because you don't know where it comes from. Amen. That's good preaching. But the Bible says, listen to me, the Bible says, but the servants which drew the water knew. knew. That's right. Yeah. Now, I want you to know it's a different story for these guys. That's right. Um, this was not something they soon forgot. This was not something that they got over. Listen, right. they knew what had happened. Right. They knew, listen to me, they knew the work that had went into right. it. They knew what it took to fill the pots up. They knew how they got it there. They knew the source in which they got it from. They knew who they obeyed. They knew when they drew it out that it turned to wine. Yeah. You think they forgot that? No. Can I just tell you that there's some people here in this house who've experienced God. They experienced Him firsthand. Can I tell you, I can't tell you where Levi's shout comes from, but Levi knows. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Right. Yeah. Somebody needs to get a hold of this. Because yeah. you're in a marriage with Jesus Christ. That's and right. it's lackluster. Because you have no wine. Because yeah. you don't know where it comes from. <laughs> That's good preaching. Some of y'all looking at me like you're confused. So I'm going to make it real clear for you. Here's the points. If y'all need to write stuff down. Here's the points that the Lord give me. Right. If you want to get from the marriage with no wine to the marriage with wine. If you want to get from the relationship that's lackluster and lost its joy and its savor to the marriage that feels like it feels that yeah. you can get to it yeah. anytime you need it if you want to get there. Yeah. Here's something you need to know. Yeah. The servants had to pour it in before they could pour it out. Yeah. That's something you yeah. right by you. <laughs> Listen to me. It don't just happen. 
Yeah. If, if somebody can put on a show for you and, and act like, you know, the Holy Ghost has gotten all over them, so listen to me. If it's real, it didn't just happen. Yeah. There was some pouring in that went. Yeah. There was some obedience that had to happen. Mm -hmm. There was somebody that when they said, do it, did it. Yeah. Can I tell you, if you want a, a relationship with God like that, you got to put it in. Listen, listen to me, listen. I, I, listen, I'm not talking about what you can work to gain. Because here's what the servants didn't do. The servants didn't turn the water into wine. It took the master to do that. Right. It took a savior to do that. Yeah. But they did have to put it in. Mm -hmm. They did have to tote it. Listen, I'm not talking about working for salvation. I'm talking about to enjoy your salvation. You've got to be obedient to the Master. Right. The right. Word tells us right. pretty clear, uh, without uh, much mess about it, that obedience will bring you into His company. He said, more than every, anything that you can offer me, yeah. more than sacrifice that you can give, if you just do what I ask. Yeah. Whatever He says. That's all it takes. Listen, it, 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 not only do you have to pour it in before you can pour it out, what you pour in will not compare to what you draw out. Amen. I'm going to give you a quick story. I told Roger that I wouldn't preach it to him, that I'd preach it to the ladies of the church. He actually wanted me to preach it Bailey. <laughs> Maybe next time, Bailey. <laughs> I want, I'll quickly give a quick story here. Just a quick note on serving. Guys, just say if you want to be in God's in the right relationship with God, just just serve Him. Just give your life and heart to Him. Right. And I promise you, He'll change what comes out. Yeah. I promise you, the joy that you lost will be renewed. So I just want to give you a quick. Note on serving. We recently, for those of you who didn't know, put in an above ground swimming pool in my home. And I wanted to connect the pre-existing deck down to the pool. So I called Mason because he works at a place that sells that kind of material, tell him what I need and what kind of the size, and he helps me figure it out. And he and I order all the stuff. And he asked me. We got really good deacons here, by the way. Brag on them. He asked me, when are you going to build it? And I tell him, he says, I'll come help you. I'm sure glad. I'm telling you, I was sure glad. Because I only half know what I'm doing. That's just me. So, yesterday morning, Mason shows up. Not just Mason, but Keisha and babies, Levi, Bailey. Roger shows up. And all of a sudden, I got this whole crew that knows way more than I know. And just to be honest, they probably worked harder than I did. I was I just stand in their way, I think, most of the time. <laughs> Can I just say something right here? It's not now that I have a deck, but I have a deck that was built with other people. It didn't say that there was one servant. Right. It said there was servants. Right. And it's now not just an object, 
But it's something that I will treasure because of what they did. The Bible says, you need to get this scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9. For we are laborers together yeah. with God. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Woo! That's something Amen. you ought to get excited about. Amen. Amen. Let me just say something right now. You're not working for him. You're working with him. That's right. Yeah. Jesus said, I don't call you servants because servants don't know the plans. But I call you friends. Do you know in that same scripture he says, my friends, not servants, obey my commandments. My friends. Can I just tell you that there is joy in serving Christ. Yeah. And there is joy in working with them. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? God has a plan for this thing. This thing ain't off, off the tracks. He knows exactly what's going on. He spoke the worlds into existence. He spoke all of this into existence. This is His world. Yeah. And He's working towards an end. And when you sign up on His team, and you get in line with Him, listen, and join up like friends, like they come over and begin yeah. to work and build this thing, you're working on God's plan uh, that somebody's life might be changed, that the world might be better, that hope might be renewed, that joy might be restored. You're a part of that. Right. When you work with God. So I want you to know, this, this, uh, in, in this uh, John chapter 2 and in this particular text, that Jesus gives you a way to return to the place of joy yeah. in your relationship with Him. Mm-hmm. It's easy. Do what He says. Mary, Mary had it right. Whatsoever He says to you, yeah, do it. Mm-hmm. You know, we come to church and we come to be obedient to the movement of the Spirit. There's too many people. We've got plans, got this and that, we got to do this. When you come into His house, you ought to come to do what He asks you to do. Amen. I'm telling you, it makes all the difference in the world. Right. I, I, y'all, y'all know good and well. Brian can, can get up here and, and preach a message, preach out of the text, and, and it sound good and feel good and be right and be true. And nothing happened. Matter of fact, I've seen many ministers long before me preach good, godly messages. I'm talking about get a hold of the, the horns mm-hmm. and just preach it. Right. And nothing happened. Yeah. Yeah. What's wrong? Did they just nobody need anything that day? Is that is that was that the case? That that there was nobody that needed that scripture, needed that message, needed that encouragement, needed that sermon, needed to get saved? Nobody? Well, they don't go with what the Word tells me because the Word says that it doesn't go out void. Right. It, it has an yeah. impact. It has a meaning. Yeah. So what happened? What went wrong? Somebody missed an opportunity to obey. Somebody missed an opportunity to obey. Somebody missed an opportunity to grow. Somebody missed an opportunity to work and serve the Lord God. Somebody missed an opportunity for joy. 
Now we have to choose. Every time. And yeah. listen, I'm not saying yeah. every time the preacher preaches, you ought to be in this altar. I don't believe in that. No. I don't believe in, I don't believe in making a show of it. I don't believe in, in, in you doing something so that somebody else feels good. But I do believe that we all, that we all run into times and places right. where we lose a little bit. Amen. Amen. And we need to check up. Amen. And we need to say, Lord, I want to get up in the morning and desire you. Mm -hmm. Lord, I want to lay my head on my pillow at night thinking about you. Lord, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Yeah. We ought to want that. Yes. Yeah. We ought to have a desire for it. Can I just say to you, if you let it go, it'll drift further away. That's right. Yeah, well, Can amen. I say it in a marriage? Come on now. Is this not what happens? Yeah. That a distance grows. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, there are other things that are put in the place of. <laughs> and there are things that drive a wedge between. And if you don't start desiring to get back to where you were, yeah. you might find that there's such a gap that you don't know how to get it back to normal. Right. Come on now. Yeah. Can I say to you, danger, danger? Come on, brother. Would you pay attention this morning and listen to God wants to do something with your life? I'm going to close with this. I bet the servants talked about it. I bet the servants went home and said, Honey, you will not believe. Yeah, that's right. I bet they got up the next morning and said, I don't see that guy. Listen, I got some problems. I like to say, I like for him to look into yeah, those things. That's right. Now, don't you think that the servants who knew? Listen, this is what I believe. It says in the scripture, you know, that there were many others that followed him. Mm -hmm. That that many, you know, what I think is probably some of them servants in that number. Yeah. I think today that we ought to be counting ourselves as his servants. Amen. When yeah. people look at your life, do they say, that's a servant of Jesus Christ right there. Or do they not know what's going on in your life? Mm -hmm. Don't get a verse of song. We're going to have a time of prayer. If you feel led to come, you come. Stand with us all over the house. If you feel like praying where you're at, and that's more comfortable if you pray where you're at, but let me just say to you, whatever the Lord says to do, yeah. do it. Right. That's the only way. Five eight table.